This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio. Future Pump from Suffolk are providing an extraordinary product to small farmholders, primarily in Kenya, Ghana and Papua New Guinea, mainly countries with a lot of sunshine, but hardly enough water to grow vegetation. Now, may I introduce you to Helen Davis from Future Pump. Good morning, Helen. Can you tell us about the product you are producing, the solar pump? Yes, so so Future Pump was was set up to manufacture solar powered irrigation pump, um, as you say, for for smallholder farmers across the tropics, and we we now sell in over fifteen countries, mainly in Africa, but um, into Asia as well. Future Pump solar pumps are simple and robust technologies, which are designed with the the smallholder in mind so smallholder farmers in the tropics able to use solar solar power to power a pump to lift water to get water to the crops the idea behind this is that that you can get water efficiently and at low cost to your farm to irrigate crops to make your farm more efficient be able to irrigate in the dry season get some extra crops and also have higher quality produce for sale at local markets, for example. And Helen, this is this is an extraordinary product, as we say, because the alternatives have been what before the solar pump came into into being. Up until actually fairly recently, solar irrigation has been way out of the reach, price-wise, for small-scale farmers, because solar panels used to cost. I think in the 1980s, it was around eighty dollars a watt. Wow. Um, and at the moment, it's it's dropped to way below one dollar a watt. So in that short amount of time, uh, solar irrigation has become possible. So until this point, what has historically been possible is either waiting for the rains, so not actually irrigating the land at all. Um, in Kenya, for example, there used to be quite clear rainy seasons and dry seasons, so you would plant your crops just before the rains came, have that the rain irrigate the crop and then know that it would grow and harv- and you'd know when you could harvest it. The other options have been manual irrigation, so literally taking a cup of water or a bucket of water to each plant or using a sort of a foot pump, a treadle pump, which is has been equated to climbing like a thousand meter mountain each day the amount of power that you have to put into it and I, i've tried it it's, <laughs> it's hard work well, the other thing is is petrol pumps um so sometimes you go onto a small farm and there'll be a, a noisy petrol pump running and um, noisy and smelly and that really is just pumping water to sort of flood the land and um, to get enough water to the crops through furrow irrigation so that basically the crops have enough water to sustain them for a few days or a week and then they'll irrigate again because the cost of petrol is is quite high and so that's that's the kind of way of irrigating. Mm. This is quite phenomenal isn't it? This is a groundbreaking moment for all these countries that have really found it such hard work to maintain a small holding and to to make money, to make a living, to pay for their own family and I suppose for the community. When did you start providing this solar pump? Future Pump has been 
around since 2013. The, the technology itself um, was around for, for longer than that. Our inventor had been working on solar pumps for a while, um, but our managing director came across this pump on a YouTube video. Um, so our inventor, he is um, Dutch. He's based in, in Papendracht in Holland, and he um, basically had put a video of, of a solar pump on online and um, our managing director saw it at that time and contacted him and said we want to to get this to smallholder farmers and it, it shouldn't just be in a in your lab or or just on on youtube and um, we want to try and to get that to more people so that's when we sort of started and then we expanded to more commercial sales sort of uh, 2016 time and have grown from there. So I want to talk about Toby Hammond, the co-founder, because as you just said, that he discovered this product on YouTube. Now, where is Toby Hammond in this sort of journey? How comes this company is Future Pump? What was his, his background, Helen, in this? Toby is, I would say, a serial entrepreneur. He, um, <laughs> he is always finding new opportunities and especially within sustainability and this sector. So he's a, an ecologist from sort of through his university stuff and then he did a master's in, in sustainable development after that. So he's kind of always been in that environmental sector, but um, he, he used to have a company based on uh, doing small scale renewables um, called Better Generation. And unfortunately, through a series of events with um, investors at that time, that didn't work out. But it wasn't to be put off after after a couple of years of sort of after that company unfortunately didn't work. He was looking for new opportunities and and came across Future Pump and just saw it as an opportunity. It's they always say, and especially in America, they always say you have to go through one failure to produce something rather special on the next one. They they it's almost like it's it's expected for you to to fail in one business to learn really from it. And I guess that's what Toby's been doing, hasn't he? I get the impression that yeah. he's really learnt from previous initiatives and that and he and and he discovered Africa didn't he on on a big cycle ride so this was something else that added to the moment for him to produce this solar pump yeah so he he took to cycling across across Africa for water aid for for charity yeah I think just really being on the ground when I when I've traveled to to Kenya I I've experienced the sort of the farm life and and how welcoming everyone is and yeah. and how impressive the farms are and i can just imagine that that cycling through it um and really going sort of through all the rural areas must have been amazing and so inspiring yeah absolutely now a point i read as well today was that when you introduced these solar pumps there was something about how notable it was that these tropic countries have absolutely no scepticism when it comes to climate change. They've noticed the changes in climate. Is that something that surprised you all about that? I guess from from over here, um, you kind of expect there to be not necessarily a debate on whether climate change is, is happening, but like not everyone will be feeling the effects of climate change and, and it's sort of it's not happened to us yet and I think that it's so clear in 
in these African countries that that you kind of can't ignore it. If you knew that you could always plant a crop, know that it was going to rain at a certain point, and then be able to basically build your livelihood around that weather, and it and it's now changed. It's so obvious. And whether or not it's that people necessarily think of it as climate change and, and the sort of that whole global warming side, but they know that the climate has changed. Mm. And it has really already, it's happened and it, the impacts are already there. And I certainly know these last few years, um, in January, usually it's the dry season and and you would expect not to to have the rains but the last few years it's been it's been rainy all the time and people are always commenting on why is it it's raining it shouldn't be raining it's january it shouldn't be raining mm. and i think it's just yeah the the climate has has changed what's been the feedback or what's been the reactions and the benefits then to the farmers that have actually accessed these solar pumps how has this all the stories that you're coming back now from the people that are actually using it what what's has there been so much of a significant change that that it's really inspired you to move on further around more countries around the world yes definitely i mean i'm always amazed at the stories that that come back from from what seems like such a simple product it's I mean, you could just say it's it's just a an irrigation pump. It's it's just getting water to the farm, but it really does change people's lives in that they they can irrigate and grow an extra a crop cycle in that dry season. Um, if the dry season comes at a slightly different time or the rains come at a different time, that's that's not so much of a problem. So the, you can get water to your crops as and when you need it. And so that means there's extra opportunities for for more crops, but also if you can be sure that your crop is less likely to fail, you can experiment with with growing some different fruits and vegetables and and really expand expand the farm, expand the diversity on the farm. The other thing that I always find fascinating is is that the giving giving farmers some time back, if you don't have to always irrigate all your all crops ha- by hand or you don't have to spend time with the petrol pump making sure that it doesn't use up all your petrol in one go you can leave a solar pump that are running with um, sprinklers or drip lines or just filling a tank and you can either do other things on the farm or you can just take a break there was um one farmer we met and she was saying how she she used to have to get up at, at five in the morning every day um, to irrigate her tree seedlings, and when now she has the solar pump, she doesn't have to get up that early. And even things like that, it's it's just a there's a social benefit as well as the economic and then the environmental benefit of of using the renewable technology instead. So the future for of course future pump and the solar pump what are you looking at now what what do you need to do to move further and, and provide more countries and societies and communities with this help. We're always looking for for new distribution partners so we've been selling in in 15 countries but we have recently signed up some new distributors to expand 
across um, mainly West Africa at this point in time. It's the price point of the product has always been something that that has been a bit of a challenge. Last year we launched a product that was $330 for the pump, so dramatically reducing the price so we can we can hopefully reach more of these smallholder farmers. At the moment we are actually live on crowdcube.com and crowdfunding and selling shares in the company for the for the first time since we started and we've decided to go down a crowdfund route because we we want everyone to be involved we we don't want it to just be faceless brands investing into into future pump we are proud of of trying to share our mission and we know that a lot of people want to join our mission so through crowdcube um it you can buy shares from as little as 10 pounds but that's what we want to keep doing we want to try and drive down that manufacturing cost and also the distribution cost. If we can't get the pump to these smallholder farmers at the the cheapest point possible, then I don't think we can ex- expand as much as we want to. Well, it's a, it's a fascinating story and a really, truly fantastic and very inspirational one. Helen Davis, thank you very much indeed for talking to us today. And I wish you all the very, very best with this product. It's amazing. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to talk to you. This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio.